Hey, yo. What is good, brother? How we doing well, on this fine night? Welcome back to season one, episode two, and we'll be talking about Lakers and Nuggets, Celtics and Heat. I think we should start off with the Celtics and Heat, man. All right, let's go from there. Um, so I want to talk about Jason Tatum's horrific shooting in the first half yesterday, but then his, his incredible comeback to drop twenty eight in one in one half. What what bothered me the most about Jason Tatum's first half was that. He started to struggle, but he struggled from deep. Like he went, I think it was. What did he shoot? It was oh from. He was oh for six. I think at the end of the first yeah, half. for a total he was oh for six. But he was oh for four from three points in just the first half, right? Yep. Jason, like he's a big boy. Like he's got tons of moves in his arsenal that he can easily get to the rim we've seen him do it time and time again attack the rim or he does that little push off move when he takes a step back create space a little mid-range jumper i don't oh, know yeah. why and he went bitching for the foul afterwards that move right yeah yeah what he, the move he just he always gets called for the foul and decides to do every single game yeah that yeah, one. Or sometimes when he doesn't he just flails his hands up in the air or when they called the oh it should have been an offensive foul with like I think it was like eight seconds left in the game and we're down four points and we get a oh, clutch yeah. steal, right? Yep. But yeah, that 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 push off move, that's the move I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah. He's when you start when you're when you start off cold and you're continuously hucking up from three point land mm-hmm. and you just and you're watching that ball miss, it's not adding to your confidence, bro. Like you can't just keep throwing, especially when you're someone of Jason Tatum's caliber, you got to be able to find ways to get to that basket. And that's why everyone was asking at the end of halftime, is he 100%? Like, yep. what what Jason Tatum is going to come out of that locker room? Is he favoring that right leg? Like, what is the deal with him? But I don't know. I think his first half just kind of – I think all Celtics fans were like, okay, this is not – we're not in for a good – we're not in for a good game right now. But – I think the most, the biggest issue I had with that game, all in all, it's like, yes, Jason Tatum had a terrible first half. Yes, the Celtics had a horrendous amount of turnovers. Like, yes, just, turnovers just, killed them. Just so many issues with that game. But honestly, I think the biggest thing for me was I don't know if you watched the post game interviews, but I had it running while I was doing whatever I was doing after the game. I think I was doing yeah. homework and it was just playing in the background. And I literally switched over browsers to go back to my homework. And then I hear one of them go, we're just taking it game by game. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I didn't go, want to see that. I turned it off right away. I was so upset. Dude, it made me mad. It made me so upset to hear, oh, yeah, we're just going to take it game by game. Like, you don't have any worries, bro. You're down three to one to a team that is literally putting you on Pornhub. Like, it's just like you how do you have no worries how are you not attacking with fire how are you not telling right anyone in the media like 
oh, we're going to come out here firing. We're going to control the next game. Like, you can't just, like, oh, we'll take it game by game. Well, are you already packed up? Is that what it is? Right. Like, like do you want to go home or do you want to fight for a, a championship? And they can keep fighting for a championship, but this was their championship to lose. In my mind, and I'm not even saying this as just a straight Celtics fan, right now, you look at all the teams on paper, right? Mm-hmm. The Celtics probably have one of the most talented like teams on paper. You got Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, uh, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, like tight oh, yeah. can't canter comes off the bench for you like it's just an endless amount of talent right yep you hear you get you you literally have the bucks who are you know is going to be your biggest competition they lose right yeah. they're out at you got you got to be licking your chops by then at that point i don't know if it's just them going oh boys this is ours to win now like it's in the bag but i think it's at that point, it's their championship to lose, and that's exactly it. They didn't make this easy for themselves, and I, like, I'm, I'm as me and you are the, the biggest Celtics fans as they come, but at the same time, it's just like, I think me and you both know the only way that these boys pulling off this win is if the entire Heat team decide to, like, obtain Corona. <laughs> and Honestly, I hope that doesn't happen because the Heat are fun to watch right now. Oh my god, I hate the Heat. They piss me off. But um, tur- turnovers throughout these four games for both teams. The Celtics have a combined 63 turnovers, right? The Heat only yeah. have 42. And in two games, the Celtics got 20 turnovers and 19 turnovers in one game. Like, that's so bad. How can you turn the ball over 20 and 19 times? Well, like, it, if, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't, like, if, if you watch it, I feel like some of them are just stupid-ass turnovers. Like, you can't just be, like, they're playing such selfish basketball right now on the offensive side. It's just, like they'll lose it because they're getting stripped from behind because they don't even know that they're getting tagged from behind while they're trying to drive. Or yeah. like, did you see Jalen Brown's turnover? He literally got caught trying to drive through three guys and tried to just throw one to the side. Marcus Smart is in the corner open because he's got three guys on him and he throws it to literally like the hash mark near half because he was just so backed up. Like I think the Celtics right now are just, they're playing so, so single-minded that they're not they're not playing like themselves to put it short i yeah i think on paper like i said before the celtics on paper man they look they look good you you see that team on paper and you're like that's a that's a scary team to come up against right now (laughs) and then you look at the heat and you're like okay like jimmy g yeah, and then at the beginning of the season, you you like okay, how good is Tyler Harrow really gonna be? Like you know, like it's mm-hmm. just it's just how good is Bam gonna be? It's stuff like that. So like on yep. on paper, I think the Celtics look so much better individually, but Miami right now is just playing better team basketball, they and are that 100%. that is that's just all it's that's just all it's gonna come down to is just 
Miami's Miami's playing more of a team, more as a team than the Celtics are, and it's frustrating to watch. The Celtics basketball is frustrating to watch. You're right, and it, another thing is like in the first few games, games one and two, we were up by double digit points in halftime, and we blew both of them to go down o two. No, it, it's dude. The Celtics have led for seventy five percent of the series. You realize you under like that. That stat is no. Incredible. I know that it's incredible. No, and, it's yeah, incredible and they're down three to, to one. It's incredible to hear. And then you think, okay, they led for seventy five percent of the series. Is it? Is it? Is the series done? Is it four zero? No, it's actually three one Heat. Like what? And the biggest Heat that the, the I mean the biggest Heat the biggest lead that the Heat have had in the series is eight points. Eight points, bro. Yep. And it, the I think honestly, it's just there's always a point where we decide we're gonna decide we're gonna sleep we're gonna make it hard for ourselves we have a lead, but we have a lead we can get a lead back so we're just gonna we're gonna not step on the gas we're gonna slowly hit the brakes a little bit no man you got to keep pressing on the gas if I'm Brad Stevens dude, I am angry with these people right now like he needs. To, Dude, I feel like he doesn't criticize them enough too. Like, I feel like that's on him. <laughs> like, I feel like he's just like, like I, I've never seen him actually yell at one of them. Oh yeah, you're not wrong there. Like, I just think he's he is not, as calm as it gets. I feel like all he like, I don't even do. I don't even know how to say it. Like, I just feel like he's got to give harsh criticism almost, like tough love, like toughen up, like do you do you're the, like scream at them get pissed and then what else is it it's the stupid um after marcus smart and jalen brown yelling at each other in the locker room oh yeah they, game they, after game too. i feel like they're showing more emotion than brad like if i'm brad bro give criticism show his team like hard love like show them that show them that he cares and by him showing them that harsh criticism and that he's trying to push them, it's going to push them to play hard. And the Celtics right now, they need to play with just better urgency because right now they just look sluggish. It's, they're playing sluggish, sluggish basketball. Very, very sloppy. They, this does not look like the South, Boston Celtics team we saw in the regular season right now, the way they're playing. It's just it's terrible. And, all right, let me ask you this question. Let's not talk so much about playoffs. Let's talk about the boy I probably cannot stand the most on the Celtics, and I think you know this because we talk about this. We've we've argued about this since the day he got traded to us. Gordon Hayward, bro, that man. I cannot wait to hear he's out of Boston. Why? I I don't understand why you hate him so much because he's a solid he's a solid player. I like, think. He's, he can he can come off the he's depth, which let's be honest we don't have much depth. We have like a solid seven man rotation at best. We come might on not, now. We might not have much uh, depth, but the thing is with Brad Stevens, it's usually as with him as head coach, he gets the most amount of players that you would least expect it from. Like I just feel like. This off season and this season with COVID and everything, Brad hasn't been good with that, and that's like that's on Brad. That's on Brad for not developing his younger players. And 
But I just think Gordon Hayward, I think he's overrated. I think he can't stay healthy. I think he just... Well, the dude split his leg in half. I, I understand that, but to me... Like, that fucks you up. That that messes with you. Bro, to me, I think we could trade Hayward and try and get just a better piece that fits. Because I just don't think he fits, dude. He's got a well, year left. He's got a year left on his contract. And if... I think we. I think the only way we keep him, in my mind, the only way we keep Gordon Hayward with that year left on his contract, is if a he's willing to take a pay cut, or b he absolutely goes crazy next season, which I don't see happening. And if he goes crazy next season, then maybe like we will reconsider signing him. But in my mind, I think he's just just not it. Uh, I will say. I am open to trading Gordon Hayward, but we need to get a center in return. That is the only way I would be willing to trade for Gordon Hayward, a starting center who can clear the boards, who Let's can box out and boards. play defense. Maybe we should just trade Gordon Hayward for a fucking rebound. Maybe we should do that because we need <laughs> we to – We cannot buy a rebound – because I think what we should do is save all the money that we're wasting on Gordon Hayward and take that and buy rebounds per game so the other team allows us to get rebounds. Because do you know how many offensive rebounds the Miami Heat had? I'm not sure the number, but it was ridiculous, bro. In game four, they had 10. Game three, 10. Um, game two, 11. And game one... Seven. I need about ten offensive rebounds. Like I understand, and so, it doesn't seem like that big of a number, but ten offensive rebounds, dude. That is terrible. Come on. And Box if you, if you, and, especially you know, last game, if you go back and watch last game, right? It is literally they. I'm pretty sure they got four and one, one, yes, one. Yes, 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 they did. Towards the end, I'm like, you guys understand that you guys are playing for something, right? Like you know what the end goal of this is, right? But it's just like, oh my god, like. Get rid of Hayward, take his paycheck, put it to buying rebounds. Because the only way the Celtics are going to get rebounds at this point is if we fucking purchase them. <laughs> and that is absolutely horrible to hear. You know, a center who I would who I was wanting us to get, but he slipped through that we were in talks for last year. Clint Capella. I feel like I like that boy. I like that I boy. I feel a lot. like that would have been a good move for the Celtics to get. Maybe the maybe the Rockets were asking for a lot. We don't know what went on behind the scenes, but if we got Clint Capella, I feel if we got Clint Capella for a reasonable price, like give away Hayward. I don't want any of the starting five that are in the playoffs gone. I want us to keep Tatum. Maybe we can get rid of Tice. Maybe Tice. <laughs> hey, Walkers, Smart, and Brown, those four have to stay, though. But maybe throwing, like, Tice, Hayward, and maybe, like, the, that rookie, um, Romeo Langford, or... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Just put Langford, the other the... package for Clint Capella. Bro, it's just... Because then you've got they... someone to match up against Bam Adebayo, and he's not getting, like, fucking... Seven offensive rebounds a game, bro. The th- all right, the 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 other thing that Brad has to figure out is his retarded ass big man rotation, because 
Like, there's it's, no consistent big man. There's team. not. It's, it's different every game. One game, it's Williams. One game, it's Bro, Williams Black- and Cantor. One game, it's Robert Williams and Grant Williams. Dude, <laughs> we, we saw Cantor last game. Or the game the ga- game three, we saw Cantor, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Cantor doesn't play game four. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. But then how much are we going to really rely on Tice, right? And yeah. then where does Rob Williams fall into play here? Like, mm-hmm. I think he needs to sit down, talk to his big men, tell them what's up, where their roles are in this team. He just needs to figure out a big man rotation. Because or, or trade for a guy like Capella or Bam, or not not trade for Bam, but trade for a guy who plays like Bam. Yes. Because Bam was as versatile as Bam. Because Bam is holding down all four of our centers by himself. He just, he literally yep. held them down with a broken hand yesterday. <laughs> like that, that is ridiculous. Yo, he, yo, he's gonna be playing uh, game six. I mean, game five with that broken hand. That's crazy. Dude, like, uh, oh my god, man! I just attack Bam. He's he's a little banged up right now. That's what that's my game plan. Part of my game plan for Game Five. If I'm the coach. Attack Bam. Ooh, and also attack Duncan Robinson. He Game One. He had what like three, four fouls in the first half alone. He had like three in the first five minutes of the first quarter of Game One. We can attack him and get him out of the game because he's a very good shooter. Dude, that would help us so much. I think the crazy thing about Duncan Robinson is he was D3 undrafted. Like, his, Oh, yeah. That, that story of Duncan Robinson is just insane. But that's like a totally different topic for a different day. Every time I hear Duncan Robinson, though, I think of that story. But, yeah, I agree. The and next Clay Thompson. <laughs> yes, sir. But, yeah, I agree. Like, attack, attack those two. Like, but the Celtics, like I said, dude, they're just playing so selfish-minded that even though they'll see that Bam is banged up, they'll so still they're gonna shoot the three. They're, they're going to shoot the three. Kemba's going to drive through five different guys, lose the ball, and forget where it is. Marcus Smart's going <laughs> to Marcus Smart's going to pull up from three about twelve times the next game. Yeah, he's going to he's going to think he's Dame Dollar, bro, shooting from the logo. It it amazes me, like. There was a point last series where I was like, okay, did he find his jumper, right? And then it was like, nope, just kidding. He actually just got lucky. Like, it's just, he's just so inconsistent, and I don't understand. This is Kemba, right? Are we talking about smart? Smart. Okay. I think he has, like, last series, he was really good shooting. This series, he's kind of died down. Like but, you said, he's an inconsistent offensive player, but he is a great defensive player. He def- is defense, he, bro. I will put he, him. I'll put him above Pat Bev. I'll put him. I'll. Put oh him. yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's why when Pat Bev is saying he's the number one defender in the league, I'm like, we literally have the number one defender in our in the league on our team. Like, yes, there's just no going. Like, I think he's an Pat Bev is just defender. a fucking nuisance, bro. He is. I'm sorry, he's overrated. I I can't. Say like, that, if you're though. the best defender in the league, make first I, team on defense. Prove it. And he's like. 45 years old. A bonafide but, scrub. 
Yeah, but man, the Celtics just need to figure out what what they're gonna do, how they're gonna do it, and not take it game by game, but maybe like step on the gas a little bit. And JT can never, ever, ever, ever start off that cold again because yes. that that hurt. And one more thing I want to touch up on the Celtics. I don't know if you have anything else, but um, game three, the one they they attacked that zone so well, like they dropped fi- around fifty points in the paint in game three. I don't know. I, don't, I was obviously working, so I couldn't catch the full game of game four. But I don't know how well they was, how well they attacked the paint in game four. The most that they would attack the paint is like. A transition off of turnover. Yeah, like, see, like even when they had their offense set up, they were still throwing the ball back door and just getting in the paint. But in game four, it was completely different. It's like there they was, just blew that game plan off. It's I so think it was. I think it was the third quarter. There was a point where the Heat switched back to that zone, right? And they switch into the zone, and Brad Stevens made a decent adjustment, and he put Tatum at the free throw line. And then Tatum starts – he's wide open, and he starts fading away from the free throw line, and he's missing. And I'm like, oh, my God, bro. I was actually the second quarter because it was before halftime. But okay. I was like, dude, why are you fading away from an open free throw? Like, Yeah, why fade if you need a fade? But it is a very good move to have. But, but if you don't need to fade, don't fade. It just makes it more difficult for yourself. He, it, it, they, the Celtics, they made it harder for themselves. to. It was theirs to lose. And, like, I, I don't see us coming back. But let me tell you, if they do come back to that and make it 3-3, then it'll be... It'll it, be one hell of a series, man. I think... The Celtics could probably take the Lakers, but if they play how they play to get it back to three three, but I don't think it's gonna happen. It's just it's just been disappointing. I did not expect this coming into the series. And I think the most disappointing part of this series, and everyone can kind of see it, is just like it's honestly for me, it's Kemba Walker. Yes, like, He's, come on, Kemba. Come um, on. So yesterday, I think he official stat played 34 minutes, right? Yep. And the third, Steven subbed him out. And everyone, I, I will, not everyone, but me, I go thinking, and I'm like, okay, well, he's definitely saving him for the fourth. Then he gets subbed out again in the fourth. Is Kemba healthy? Is he not right? Like what he's supposed to be. Our, one of our leaders, he came in saying, oh, I never made a ch- – I've always watched the championship and playoffs at home when my teams were eliminated. Okay, well, wouldn't you be playing so you don't go home and watch it? Like, mm. I don't know. I just feel like, I to agree. me, th- all right, if I can install a button on this podcast, it would be a hot take button because – this is my hot, this is my Kemba Walker hot take. You ready for this? You don't Let's have to. You don't have to agree, but Kemba Walker is just a taller Isaiah Thomas that can play defense. I think Kemba is all the 
offensive package that you have in Isaiah Thomas, you have in Kemba, right? Drive, shoot. Isaiah Thomas can get to the basket. Like, he's, even though he's short, he gets to the basket. His pull-up game is good. Kemba's pull-up game is good. The only concern with Isaiah Thomas is his defense. Kemba Walker is taller and has like his defensive skills. I wouldn't even put rank him next to Isaiah Thomas, but that's why I'm saying he's just an Isaiah Thomas that can defend. I don't know if you agree with that, disagree with it, but that's my take. I think he's an overpaid Isaiah Thomas. I I don't know because that that's a good take, but. Isaiah Thomas, come on. No. I, Isaiah no, Thomas for no, the no, Celtics, no, 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 not no. Isaiah Thomas now. King of the fourth, Isaiah. Mm, I, the way he's playing now, all right, the way he's playing now in the, in the Raptors series and in this Miami Heat series, I agree with you. But regular season Kemba and – Playoffs no, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, like I, I agree. Playoffs not, Kemba not... versus seventy sixers. No. Right now, though, he's he is literally just acting, playing like an overpaid Isaiah Thomas. That yes. is what it looks like to me. Okay. Yes, I can. I can agree with that because he he needs to step up, or we're going home. It's. I I don't know. I think it, by the sounds of it, looks of it. Looks like the boys boys are packed. All right, let's picture this. Hopefully, hopefully they fucking, I don't know, hopefully they just take a look at their bags and be like, shit, I ain't packing right now. And they just pull, go into Denver Nuggets. <laughs> oh, my God. They pull the a – The Nuggets uh, have done it nug- twice, man. It's possible. You think and the it's Nuggets – like, It's not like we're getting blown out in every game. Like, game one, lose by three. Game two, lose by five. Game four, lose by three. Game three, win by nine. You think the the Heat are capable no, of pulling win a Los by Angeles 11. Clippers? I'm sorry, win by 11. Do you think the Miami Heat, the way they're playing ball right now, are capable of pulling something that the Los Angeles Clippers and – Golden State Warriors have only pulled off and losing 3-1. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. The only reason they won that game last night is because Tyler Hero decided to fucking get some Miami cocaine and drop 37 <laughs> points. That boy was on such a different level. 37 Speaking points in 36 minutes. That's incredible. Off the Good bench. for him, bro. Off the Agreed. Off the bench. That bench. is facts. Good for him, bro. That kid balled out. He has a bright future in this league. He definitely he's going to be an exciting player to watch, man. Dude, he's going to be the star of a, a team, whether it's the Heat or whatever, wherever, wherever he ends up. The Heat would be just stupid to let him go. You want to keep that player in your, for as long as possible throughout he, his prime. He, him and Bam, if they him. stay together on the Heat, it's going to look like a LeBron and D-Wade. That's what it's going to oh, look baby. like. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. In like that would be century. fun to watch. As much as I hate the Heat for what they've done to the Celtics in the past years, that would be fun to watch. And he wasn't even a top 10 pick, bro. He went 13th. All right, picture this, picture this, okay? Imagine this for the Celtics right now. We'll go back to the Celtics. 
in 2017, right? Philly traded us the number one pick, right? We move back and we take Jason Tatum. Okay. All right. He turns out to be a stud. At first, everyone's like, why would Danny Ainge pick Jason Tatum? Turns out to be a fucking stud over Markel Fultz, right? Yep. This draft comes. We have our eyes on Tyler Harrow. We definitely have to have our eyes on him, right? It's not like he didn't light up college. Like, he was a good player. He gets taken 13th, and we have the 14th pick. The Heat take him at 13. Could you just imagine really quickly if we come out of the 2017 draft with Jason Tatum, the 2019 draft with um, Tyler Harrow, and then we make a move for a big man instead of Kemba, the team that we have. You really, you would want to get rid of Kemba if uh, we did draft Harrow? If well, if we draft Harrow, we don't have a need for Kemba. I just I, I like Kemba in this team just because he's a veteran point guard who can make big who can make big plays, but is not living up to it right now, unfortunately. Well, I like Kemba in the offense too when he's on, but like my point is, say. Say we do draft Her- uh, Hero, and he turns out he's this fucking stud that no one knew he was going to be, not even going top 10, right? Yep. In my mind, if that happens, that lineup plays out, yep. there's, there's no need for us to trade for Kemba, but we make a trade for that big man piece that we're missing. Because in okay. one or two years, Hero is going to be that or play like that veteran that we need Kemba to play okay. like right now, you know? All right. Yep. All right. Um, do you have but, anything else you want to discuss with the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat, or should we move on to our next topic of the night? Bro, there's some stats in that Heat game before we move on. Jimmy G very might well be uh, one of the – Jimmy G buckets might very well be, like, top 20 players in the NBA ever, and he's really making that case. So I came across as a stat. You ready? In twenty seventeen he brought the Bulls to the playoffs. In twenty eighteen, okay. the Timberwolves went to the playoffs after the Jimmy Butler trade. And then in twenty nineteen, the seventy sixers make it to the playoffs and have their best playoff run this decade. And then the Miami okay. make it to the Eastern Conference Finals this year, and I'm most likely gonna make it to the finals for the first time since 2014. But my counter argument to that, saying he is a, a possibly a top 20 player of all time, he's never won a chip. He's well, choked every time, just at yeah. different stages. What's this one going to be in the finals? I don't. I don't see the Heat beating the Lakers. Making, I'm, I'm sorry, because right let's be honest, the Lakers. It's going to be Lakers Heat. Lake Lakers are going to beat the Nuggets. That's out of the question. And I just don't see Miami having an answer to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I think they're definitely – I don't know, man. That that Miami defense has a lot up their sleeve, and not a lot of people realize it. They, get, they do have a lot up their sleeve. But the other thing is Miami has way better role players than the Lakers do. And we can talk about the Lakers role players when we talk about Lakers and Nuggets because that's that might be their downfall of that series, depending on whatever they do in 
uh, what is it, game four? Yeah, game four. Yep. Um, but so that's just my thing with Jimmy Buckets is right now he's making a really good case for his legacy and where he stands in the NBA. But okay. another another stat I saw about that game was Tyler Harrow, right? Um, we had the most points scored by a twenty-year-old in the playoffs since Magic Johnson put up forty-two points in nineteen eighty. And with, I did see that by putting up thirty-seven points, he passed Derrick Rose, who scored thirty-six points. Which means yep. only one other twenty-year-old has scored more, and that's Mister One Hundred, Wilt Chamberlain himself. So literally, this kid is shattering records already in his first year in the NBA. But then you think I told about you. it. I told you, he's going to be a stud. He's he, going to be an exciting player to watch. He is. But then you think about that. You think about all these series, and you're like, okay, but how much of this – like, this is just a weird time in the world, like, with COVID and everything. So you take COVID into account, right? Like, you say COVID doesn't happen. The okay. Bucks, the Bucks dominate the entire NBA pre-COVID. They stomp through everyone. Like, they looked like the Bucks were going to win a chip easy. They were my pick to win it this year, right? Yep. Giannis leads them to the finals, let's say. No COVID. But COVID happens. The season says it's canceled. And then you get a few months later, it's like, okay, possible restart. But during this cancellation of the season and the possible restart, you give a few young players like Harrow and Bam a few months to develop. They get bigger, they get stronger, they settle into their roles on the team, they just get used to the NBA. Like you put all you put these young players into into the into their roles, into this team who's getting led by Jimmy Butler, who's ring hungry as fuck, and he's fighting for his first ring, right? Okay. They become a core of this team, it no doubt about it. And you just have a team that is literally plowing through the NBA just because they took those months and they developed their team. Like, I think if COVID didn't happen, Bucks have it. No doubt. No doubt in my mind, Bucks have it. Okay. But I, I just, agree with that. I, I The Bucks were I, an unstoppable force. <laughs> I think COVID just literally took the season and it was whoever made the most out of the restart. And it looks like right now. Oh, yeah. It looks like it looks like the you. Heat didn't even miss a beat. It looked like COVID didn't even happen to the Heat. You're not wrong, brother. Um, all right, so I think we move on to the Lakers and Nuggets, which is an absurd series because I would love to have seen Lakers Clippers. So oh much. yeah, battle of Kawhi LA. Leonard, Paul George. Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Oh, that, my gosh. That series would have been just a shootout. It would have been a – well, we say shootout, but playoff P is probably the worst playoff player I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I think oh, if man. you draft me on an NBA that, team, man. I could play better in the playoffs than playoff P. I have uh, – man, I love Paul George. Uh, I just don't know. I think it's the bubble because it, it affects you. It affects some players mentally because you're – what, it's been, like, about two months now since we've started? Yeah. It's, like, two months away from your family. That's a long time. Like, yeah, now they were allowing family members to come into the bubble, but then 
you still got to wait the 14 days for quarantine, blah, blah, blah. And it's just – it just plays a toll with some players mentally, man. It's tough. It's It sucks. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but I don't know, man. I just think – I think even when Playoff P is with his freaking family, dude, he still sucks in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know. All right. Lakers Nuggets. Who you have? Who do you have in the series? Lakers. I, yeah, the Nuggets I are an exciting team to watch, but I don't know. I don't think they can hang. I think it's just a battle of who, what teams' role players decide to show up the most. Like last night, uh, Jeremy Grant, fucking great game, bro. He. Yep. He finally decided he was going to look athletic for once in that offense and just decided to drive. His jumper was on. He went to the foul line a shit ton of times. Like, he looked good. He looked really good. And that's that's what I think the series comes down to because I think in the Denver Nuggets, they have not – they don't have that – they don't have so many stars. Like, their stars, Jokic, Murray. But their role, yes. player, their role players, bro – Michael Porter Jr.'s – developing he is developing and that's that's exactly the point that i'm making right now like they have they don't have stars quote unquote but they have really solid role players hey and let's not forget uh will barton they're starting when when they're starting forwards did not make the trip because he is still battling injuries yep and literally bro like i think the nuggets just because of their role players, I think they do have a chance against the Lakers. But it's oh, just yeah. a, it's just a matter of can they get their role players to keep going as hot as they just went to to get their first one in the series. And can and, you stop LeBron James and Anthony Davis every night? That is so what it's going to come down to. Here's what I think needs to happen in order in order for them to stop those two powerhouses. You need to okay. crowd, you need to crowd them, and not like a double team crowd. You just need to crowd them. But in order to crowd them, you're gonna have to give up open shots. But you can give up open shots as long as you're playing with energy, right? So say yeah. like you, LeBron coming down. Say you crowd LeBron. He tries yep. to pass it low to AD, but you already have two guys shift into AD, and then AD kicks it to a wide open corner three. They really don't have someone with a solid corner three that gets unless someone's off their bench is hot like I honestly don't even know who that player would be shooting like Danny Green I think he's I think he's fucking inconsistent you know oh yeah like I just think they don't have that consistency off the bench and they don't have the role players that game one game one Danny Green three for ten game two he was Four for fourteen, and then game three, one for four. Yeah, it's just as your as a starting guard, you got to bring more to the table, especially in the Western Conference Finals. Like, come on, game three, four points. I get you're not you're not you're obviously not the best player on that team because you got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But no, yeah, you have to step up and you have to play your role. You have to make the shots when they get you the ball. But that's the thing. If I'm Denver, that's what I'm doing. I'm crowding those two stars in LeBron and AD, and I'm literally 
okay with giving up open shots as long as my guys are playing with a lot of energy. Because even if they're playing with energy, say literally they they run out, even if their hands are raised, dude, Caruso, Caldwell, Pope, Kuzma, Green, like they're not hitting that shot nine times out of ten to me. Like oh, in yeah. my in my mind, what the what those guys are gonna look for is a little pump taking a drive. But if they pump mm-hmm. pick and drive to that one guy closing out, those guys who are already crowded in that middle, they got them fucked. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's hey, just... you know what I, what I was thinking? So, you know how uh, you said Autobio and Harrow have taken advantage of the the time off in between? Yeah. I feel like Caruso's done that too, man. Like, he just – I feel like he's getting more minutes now and he's Caruso does better. look better. He's playing – He's playing better on defense. He's making good reads on offense. He's scoring when needed. Man, I just I feel Car- like he's taking advantage of that time off as well. If Caruso had a full set of hair, I'd want my son to look like Caruso. <laughs> I'd want my son to be exactly like Caruso. But only That's if funny. He had a full set That's of hair. Funny. But you know, I definitely I definitely I definitely agree. I think Caruso is I think he could be a fucking tear in that like he, he's got insane ups for a white guy like yes in, insane ups for a white guy but i think it's just like i said he's a role player and how he plays that role is just so inconsistent and it's that's just the story of the lakers it's they rely so much on lebron and ad it's just i don't know i feel like it's just a matter of what LeBron shows up and what AD shows up, because AD yep. only got two rebounds. When have you ever seen AD just get two rebounds? <laughs> when when's the last time AD has done that? You know, I feel right. like he needs to AD for AD personally. He needs to keep showing up, and he needs to just stay aggressive. AD is more of like, okay, I'm gonna play more finesse kind of center. Oh, ball's coming to me. Back him down. Spin move. Like, you know, but I okay. feel like I feel like he needs to be like more physical and the more physical he is, the more involved he's gonna get. And that's just the A D that needs to keep showing up if the Lakers are gonna beat the Heat, you know? Yes. Because Bam's gonna go out there and play his heart. Mm-hmm. Like it's just but I don't know. That I also... Miami squad is a bunch of dogs and they are hungry. They're they're starving, bro. They're playing like they're playing they're Miami, in my mind, are the Chiefs of the NBA. Now, that is a bold take right there. That, that is a is, bold take. Miami is playing like the Chiefs of the NBA. I wouldn't necessarily compare the Heat to the Chiefs. I would more necessarily compare the Bucks to the Chiefs. But I would compare the, the Heat Bucks, to the, the Ravens. Because the Bucks are the best team in the NBA. They they fucked up in the playoffs, but they're obviously the number one team. Just like the Chiefs are the number one team. The Ravens, a really good team. Right? Well, the reason I Not compare number them, one. The reason I compare but, them to the Chiefs is because last year it was kind of like, okay, do we really think these guys are going to be good? Like, you know, it was kind of a question. Okay. It was more of a question. Oh, uh, uh, here. One one Let's... game, one game they go out and they ball. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like we can compare the Heat to the Chiefs if the Heat win it all this year. Because then they would have completed their mission like the Chiefs did of winning that Super Bowl last year. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree. But here's my thing with the Lakers now. It's that you need to figure out better minute management for LeBron and AD because both those boys look gassed at the end of the game three, bro. Oh, yeah. Game but, three, AD played 43 minutes. LeBron James played 37. Game two, AD got 39. LeBron got 36. And game one, they actually didn't really play that much. Well, actually, they did play a lot, but not as much for them. AD had 33, and LeBron had 31. And the Lakers switched to the Lakers switched to a zone to go on a 19-2 and two run. Game, game two, three, game, game three. Yeah, game, yeah, game three, because Nuggets won, made it two. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, they switched to his own. They go on a nineteen and two run, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" They just came back. But I think, oh, yeah. I don't know. I just think that you can switch the zone. I don't know if the zone is going to be able to keep up for the Lakers just because that zone puts a lot of pressure on Jokic and Murray. But Jokic yep. and Murray are just incredible playmakers. Like, they are some of the best playmakers right now. And oh, yeah. I, I think that their way of passing the ball is just way too fucking good to double. So I just think they need to make a little adjustments for the zone. Keep okay. feeding those. Keep feeding those role players. Jokic, man, Jokic, I'm telling you that his mid-range touch is one of the smoothest mid-range touches in the fucking game right now. I love Jokic. Bro, he looks like one of those guys that you make in my career. You load into my career, and you're just like, I'm going to make this guy 400 pounds. I'm just going to make a brute, <laughs> right? And then you make a sharp shooting brute. That is, that is Jokic, bro. Literally just... It looks like Jokic doesn't even practice. It looks like he goes home and eats Doritos, then comes to the game. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm playing the five right now." Okay, watch. watch oh it. my god, you did not just say that. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I can't because you're not. You're not he, wrong. He's you're a, not wrong. He's a big boy, and he's playing a big boy role right now. And you know what's crazy? He lost weight too. Oh well. I mean, I don't know how much weight I would keep losing because then people are just going to back him down. But yep, he's once he figures out, like, every aspect of his game and how to properly combine with Murray, that team's going to be bad, bro. That team's going to be a force in the NBA. Once they oh, get yeah. – they need that, like, third third piece. They need, a, they need their trio. Once they get their trio, oh, like if Michael Porter develops, keeps developing, then the, that team is just—I I don't even—I don't even know. We'll be talking about them winning a chip because that's that'll be insane. Oh yeah. But I think Game Four coming up. I think LeBron's due for a big game, and AD needs to show up. And I think I don't. I think LeBron's gonna have a fucking nuclear game if it's Game Four or Game Five. But I think it's gonna. I think LeBron is due for a big game. Yes, he's playing with gray fucking hair, but I think <laughs> I think he's due for a big game. 
And that's hey, the thing. Man, would you really want to go up three to one against the Nuggets, though? Would you really feel comfortable going up three to one against the Denver Nuggets? I mean, no, but I'm not going to let the Nuggets win two more so I can be like, okay, now we can play, boys. <laughs> all right, all right. But, like, I think, I don't know. I think if 80 doesn't show up, LeBron says it's either game four or game five. LeBron's going to have a nuclear explosion of a game and be like, I'm still in the fucking NBA. Like, I got 16 votes. I'm still in the NBA. You know? Okay. Yeah. I think that's just – I don't know. But the way LeBron plays is so, so weird, man. Like, the way it looks, it looks like LeBron wants to be the four – the number four on defense, right? Okay. But on every offensive possession, he wants to be the number one. And it's just like, okay, but then that there's a mismatch somewhere in there. Like, you know? like Yeah. It's just – Oh, I I don't know. It's just the way that the, the, the Lakers want to play big, but I feel like when they play big, they say it's their best look. It's not their best look. I think it's just not their best look. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just my personal perspective. A lot of hot takes in this in this, in this episode today. So it's, I don't know. I'm feeling... Feeling like I'm not wrong about most of these, but at the same time, it's like, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> oh, baby. We will find out uh, game four, though, if it would I mean, be 3-1 or 2-2. Two, two. I think, I'm like I said, game four or game five, LeBron goes off for an insane game. But I feel like it's, it's overdue. His, the only thing that's holding him back is his age. But the thing with his age is, yes, he's running around with, looking like the black Santa Claus of the league. Oh, my God. But I feel like his age doesn't, like, it. it's mostly affecting his consistency of how well how well he's coming out playing, you know? Okay. I and can see that. That's just, yeah. All right. So I think we covered those two. And the last topic of this beautiful episode um the mvp vote Giannis antetokounmpo he goes back to back back to back insert that drake music real quick this boy really back to back oh he is a bad man and he is coming for vengeance in the league next year he is gonna be a force i'm gonna that out now doesn't even write this down somewhere Giannis antetokounmpo through Wins MVP, right? Yeah. Averaging 35 points per game. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's what I'm, I'm going with that, and we will be able to see. Keep that down somewhere so we can tell. I have it written on this season, uh, episode two. I have it written. Okay. All right. All right. So, now that, now that – he wins back to back. He doesn't even accept it, though. He says, "You can't call me an MVP until I win a ring." That's what I'm saying. That that's gonna fuel him. He's just... he is hungry, and I am scared for whoever thinks they're gonna stand in their way. Oh my god! Imagine if he developed a, a jump shot like he does have a jump shot. You know, he doesn't even need one. But like, let's just say he develops a three pointer. You know how scary that would be? 
if he develops a three like Anthony Davis, who his rookie year shot zero threes or made zero threes, and then now he's making eighty threes per season or whatever the hell that stat. Oh is. yeah, he if, made um eighty nine. If if Giannis can develop something like that into his game, oh my goodness, dude, he'll be MVP for the next four years if that happens. <laughs> Like, he wants it. He put on 35 pounds of muscle since he got into the league. He's just a freak. Like, he is a Greek freak. And that is all that is all it comes down to. But then, on the other end, you got LeBron bitching. LeBron oh my is God. just a giant baby all over the league. Like, the Lakers just filed, I think I saw, they filed a formal complaint to the NBA that he hasn't shot enough free throws in this series. Really? No way. Bro, I'm telling you, LeBron is a giant, big, great player. No one will ever take away how good of a player he is. Right? He just, I see him whine every time to the referee if he gets, if he gets flicked. He's just, he makes a big deal out of it. Like, just play the game, man. He's just a giant, giant baby. Like, baby. But, okay, he had 16 votes, right? Okay. He's complaining that, okay, bet, I only had 16 votes. Bet, I'm going to do me. I'm going to talk my shit, right? But it's like, okay, man. Like, yes, no one's taken away. No one's taken away. Like I said, no one's taken away his legacy. But how does he want to keep winning MVP every single year, right? Okay. But every year he's trading for a top five player. You're not wrong. Like you're not wrong. He couldn't I, do it by himself. It's not even it's, that he couldn't do it not, by himself, but like Giannis's next best player is what? Middleton Brogdon, like Yeah, Chris Middleton. Brogdon's uh in Indiana now. No, whoops. But you know what I'm saying? Like no, like wasn't Brogdon on last year though? Um, he was there for the twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen season. Yeah, that's what well, like that that was his next best guy. Like yeah. he doesn't he's not asking for his office to make a trade for a top five player because well not because, but he's just he doesn't need that top five player. He's bringing his team places without that top five player. And every oh, yeah. every every team every, every time LeBron makes that trade for a top five player, I'm telling you, he he's gonna get criticized for having more help and trying to build that super team. Like, everyone's going to want to fucking go where you are. You're LeBron James. Who doesn't want to play with you? The, you guys can win all the long. You guys can win all the championships in the world, and you can be finals MVP. But that doesn't make you the league MVP. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can be, you can be the, the best player in the NBA, which he arguably is the best player in the NBA. In the but, current NBA, yeah, not yeah, all no, no, time, no the, way. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like right now for the MVP is what I'm saying. He is arguably okay. the, like the best player in the NBA right now, right? Okay, but that doesn't make you a sh- a shoe in for the MVP vote. Like, how? All right, let let me ask you this: How do you define the NBA MVP award? The player that. You know, I'm, I don't know. I've never really thought of him. <laughs> <It's>, 
Giannis Antetokounmpo, what he did in 2019 is what it should take to win MVP, which he did. And what James Harden did, didn't he have a season when he had, like, averaged, like, 30-something points, like, 36? something fucking ridiculous. That's what you need to do. You need to put your team on your back with without another superstar, which Giannis and Harden did. And you need to, you need to, you need to carry them. It's just, I, to me... To me, the way I look at the MVP is what the team is doing when he's on when when the candidate is on the court. And to me, yeah, okay, okay yes, the Lakers look good with LeBron on the court. But how often is LeBron and AD on the court at the same time together? And how much is it that the Lakers look good with just LeBron, or they look good with LeBron and AD? You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. Don't get me wrong. When AD is not in the game, the Lakers still look good with LeBron. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But the Bucks just look better with Giannis. You know. Yeah. And I think it's. I don't even know how to word this. I think it's more of. What. I. It's more of what Giannis did in the context of what his team is, is more valuable than what LeBron did and what the context of what his team is in the sense of he has Anthony Davis to help him. Okay. And I think that's a beautiful way of putting it. I, I agree. And I just think, all right, so now that being said, we have these trade rumors surrounding Chris Paul going to the Bucks. Chris Paul goes to the Bucks. The Bucks will probably get further than they have. What does that Chris affect? Paul would be a great. He would. Um, he, Chris Paul is one of my favorite point guards. But the thing now, that, then he takes he takes uh, ball time away from Giannis. That that is exactly what. Yeah, he takes that ball time away, and it's like okay, but Chris Paul could possibly be a top five point guard in the league right now. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's yes. kind of that same thing. Even though Giannis isn't looking to build that super team because Giannis doesn't need that super team, it's just a yep. matter. It's just now it's. Chris Paul sees that there could be a connection there. He's like, okay, let's talk to my agent. My agent needs to talk to Milwaukee, see if we can work something out there. But I think I think even though I think Chris Paul is more of a pass first kind of point guard, so it won't affect it won't affect Giannis as much as AD going to LA affected LeBron. Okay. I I second that. I think you hit it spot on. Man, what? I just had so many good hot takes tonight. <laughs> oh, man. That... All right, brother. It was a good that second episode. That was a second, a solid second episode indeed, my man. All right, I'll catch you tomorrow. Everyone, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on episode three. Hopefully Peace. we don't. Out Hopefully the Celtics the aren't packing. one bubble. Let's go Celtics. Celtics in second. Se- Celtics in seven. <laughs> and we are winning it all this year. And next week when we discuss about NFL, all I'm going to say is Saquon Barkley, league MVP for 2021-2022 oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. If we're going to talk about the NFL for the quick 30 seconds that we have left, all I want to say is that Fitzmagic balled out, like I said in episode one. That's all I'm going to oh, say. My oh, my God. Fuck Fitzpatrick. <laughs> He's a bitch. That was lucky. And peace out, everyone. Have a good night. Good night, everybody.